Hello, welcome to the Zero Dark Party Podcast, a true beacon of greatness in a sea of cheaters and bagmen. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I'm here today with... Tara. Hey, how's it going, Tara? You know, it's I've been better. Yeah, it's kind of a gloomy Wednesday, isn't it? It is. It's December 4th. It's a Wednesday. We're here after a really tough loss last night. Yeah, really, really tough loss, and we also have to talk about some football, which... Mm, we're bowl eligible. We're, we're going bowling. We're bowl eligible. We're something, right? Hey, something. Yeah, we are something. Program win. Uh, so let's get into the football game, Tara. It happened. How much of it did you watch? So I was there, again, because <laughs> I'm a fool. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone was actually like, you're a true Michigan State fan for going to that game. I, I, I don't understand how you could put yourself through that. And I was like, well, I love the pain. That's why I'm here. That's true. You're a mass guest. I am. Uh, but yeah, we, we won a game. It was 19-16. to 16. Close close game a lot closer than anyone expected mvp matt coglin really out here kicking those field goals hey he made three of four four out of five actually four out of five four out of five hey hey he's out here here doing it you know i was like coglin's back can't sleep on the cogs Uh, so this was just a bad football game to watch it was like i'm I'm not gonna lie i was not a captive audience to it i'm not Um, surprised there, there wasn't nothing nothing good happened um well we got run on kind of a lot oh yeah um mcfarland went off for eight carries for 134 yards can you believe there was one where noah harvey our backup middle linebacker got absolutely cooked on really made me miss joe bocce on this senior day positioning you know it's it's the angles for tackles same thing that's been an issue for but it's, it yeah, it was the Anthony McFarland show for a little while, but you know Michigan State did respond. They were down, but they did respond. Um, you know, we didn't get a lot going on the ground. This wasn't a big ground ground attack for Michigan State, but Cody White had another pretty good showing. He had four receptions for 84 yards, but Brian Lewerke really spread the ball around in this game. Uh, we also saw a lot of Trey Mosley. Who had eight receptions for 73 yards. Trey Mosley kind of single-handedly was the reason that we had a chance to win that game at the end. Really um, good. Caught, it was all like a freshman drive, basically. He caught, I mean, he a caught, lot of Trey Mosley, a lot of Elijah. A little bit of Julian Barnett. Yep. But yeah, no, he, that was a, uh, I'm, I'm really excited with where our receiving core is going to be going. Mm-hmm. With Mosley, Barnett, White. Naylor's back. Naylor's back. We're Jet sweep, baby. We got some talent. Oh, don't say the words jet sweep <laughs> in this house ever again, please. Um, but we have some talent at the receiver position. We, do. we really do. Um, I think Elijah can get it going. He just didn't, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't Saturday. Um, I mean, I, I still would like to see some more backup quarterback action. Uh, Lorky had to play in this entire game for us to pull it out. Mm. But, you know, I'm still kind of yearning to see something new. Because, I mean, Brian has one game left in a Spartan uniform. And then next season there's a lot of question marks so I'm hopeful that in the bowl game, they dedicate a large chunk of that game to a backup. Preferably Theo Day. I, I, would even, I wouldn't even mind seeing Peyton Thorne a little bit, too. Peyton Thorne, yeah. Just not, not Just, Rocky. I'm not a big Rocky guy. Not a big Rocky guy. I, I know he had one really great game last year, mm. but outside of that, I haven't seen anything that really jumps off the page at me and says, that guy's going to be our quarterback. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much, 
That, I mean, we we won. Bowl eligible. Yeah, program win, baby. We out here. So what did you uh, think about the whole program win comment and the hats being made? I get it. Yes. I really um, do get it um, I because I, I think you can't, uh, from the university standpoint, you can't also pile on and, and shit on the players kind of like a lot of uh, the fans have been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, I, even when we the news came out about these program win hats, the response on Twitter and other good. places was bad. It was not good. It was it was bad. And I think which, some of it was a little bit of trolling from Michigan fans being like, program win, you're 6-6, six and six, you know, jokes like that. And, uh, you know, I really liked what Darian Harris had to say. Shout out Darian on Twitter. You guys should all be following him. Um, he mentioned, because someone, uh, Chris Solari post, like, wrote that MSU got hats for winning at six game, which say program win on the back and have a Spartan helmet on the front. And Darian probably saw a little bit of backlash from this and, uh, quote tweeted it and said, still have my hat from 2012 for winning that six game, which was a program win to get us to a bowl game. And we know what happened the next three years after that. Some people need to get off their high horse that they wouldn't even be on without that 2012 program win. And, that, and I appreciate that sentiment. It's speculative a little bit, but... But he has a point. I mean, you have to start somewhere. And that, you know, that win in that 2012, to send us to a bowl game in 2012, that really did catapult that specific That Buffalo Wings Bowl was, a, was, a, was an instrumental game in, in Yeah, I mean, we, that was what Connor Cook really took the reins and won that job, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he still had a little bit of a quarterback battle, but I think he showed what he could do. Um, but, yeah, so I, I didn't mind the program hat thing. I think it was... I think it's it's just what I expect from them to do. Yeah, no, I, I took a little bit of time on Monday, and I actually wrote up kind of like some of my postseason thoughts. I, I threw a little article out there. Uh, if you check out at Zero Dark Jason on Twitter, it is pinned. Um, give it I'll a read. It out. Go give it a little quick read. It's fun. Um, and, and I do see... It's been a tough season for football, but I has. but I see some hope. Um, we're going to be a moving. lot of young players to look forward. to. A lot to. of young players are getting a lot of time. I'm I'm excited about the improvements that we've seen already on the offensive line. I think that's only going to continue going into next year. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously I just mentioned our our receiving core is going to be really good. Trey Mosley. Um, Trey Mosley. Yep. I think we're going to have there's some question marks on defense. Oh, yeah. Um, as far as players that are going, especially that D line, there's a, there's a, going to be a talent a drop massive off there. Gap, but yeah, we're going to lose a lot of guys. Yeah, we're going to lose a lot of guys there, but we'll two we'll NFL see. players, so. uh, maybe three. Yeah. Um, we're gonna see we're gonna see what happens with that. Um, I I just think that we do have the biggest thing, and and many people will say this is going to be the program will have the extra practice time. Um, you know, twenty hours a week versus eight hours of weights. It's really important. It's huge. That, yeah, we, it's huge. And and, and I when think... you're looking forward to next year, which is a very tough schedule. If mm. you guys haven't checked it out, it is a brutal schedule. Bad schedule. I mean, a lot of it's at home, but still, it's a tough schedule. I mean, even our non-conference is pretty tough. Miami, Florida, and Toledo's a really solid program. Toledo's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to be very tough for us to get five, six wins. So I'm. I'm hoping that in a in a potential bowl game, which we have now, I'm hoping that we can see some more of these young guys play. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing some red shirts burn. Right. Um, Devonto Dobbs, if we can get him out there, that'd be great. 
burn his red shirt. Yeah. Um, as long as he's healthy, of course. Um, there's, I think we've already burned like Mosley's and everything. Yeah, Mosley's definitely has his red shirt burned. I think. But we yeah. uh, where do you think we're going? Speaking of bowl games. So we basically heard rumblings from two destinations. I don't think there's any other that are really in consideration at the moment, but the pinstripe is one and the quick lane bowl is the other. Personally, and this is just speaking from me, I would prefer to go to the quick lane bowl. I think, you know, staying home in Detroit the day after Christmas, I think you'd get some people willing to go to that and make a weekend out of it in Detroit. But I also, on the other hand, I do talk to a player on the team, I'm not going to say who, but he was really excited about the prospect of going to New York City for the first time, and you know that kind of made me change my mind a little bit, and wanting to give those guys an experience, and even if it is kind of a shitty bowl game, like I don't want to be in New York in December, but I have to think of it from the player's perspective, and you know it is all about giving them an experience they haven't had before, and I think New York would give that to them. Yeah, no, it would give them an interesting experience. Uh, the one thing that you, I, if you read message boards, if you read some of the writers, um, a, a big concern inside of the MSU athletic department uh, is that they don't want to spend the $2 million to go to New York. Yeah. Um, Cheapos, cheapskates. But, but no, because come on, if you can get on a bus and drive down the road and go get your paycheck from the quick lane... Uh, yeah. You know, you don't have to scramble you people up for practice. You make quite a profit. But, yeah. I mean, at the, on the other hand, I think these guys... But that profit goes back into marketing. That profit goes... That marketing goes back into recruiting. And the recruiting goes into getting players to come to your... You know, it, it, it goes six different ways. I get both sides. Yeah. Like I mean, to... I was very pro Cochrane Bowl until I talked to the player. And then I kind of changed my mind a little bit. Because he was really excited about, like, the prospect of being in New York. And I... Kind of warm my heart a little bit to the pinstripe bowl. Maybe even can... though it's going to be a very cold game, a very snowy game probably, but uh, be the only being... time I'd ever want to go to Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna say this right now. I'm probably not traveling to either bowl game. <laughs> mm. So that's just. I mean, the quick lane bowl would be the one I would probably aim to go to, but it's the day after Christmas. I don't know if I'll make it out there, but mm. I mean, it, it could be fun. Anyway, so switching gears a little bit to talk a little bit about Senior Day, I just kind of want to talk about Josh Butler for a minute and um, how his story kind of went really national, mm-hmm. where he was um, went ran out in the field with his two dogs, Roxy and Remy. It was really sweet. Um, I just wanted to take a moment to appreciate all of our seniors in general, but especially give a shout out to Josh for all that he's been through and... I know the season hasn't gone the way that we wanted it to, but um, these seniors have still done a lot of good things in green and white, and I'm going to miss them. Yeah, definitely. He's He's been really great for the program. Um, he's a good program guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's really all you can say. Um, but love his two dogs. They're so cute, and I'm glad that he got some recognition for – because a lot of us Spartans, we had known about his story for a long time, but for the national media to kind of catch on to it, um, I thought that was really cool for him. And um, it was very much appreciated because he's a guy who's done everything that he's been asked and, you know, a good guy. So shout out to Josh Butler. I know he's going to be successful and whatever is next for him. So wish all our boys good luck. So another basketball or another football game happened in the state of Michigan on Saturday. Did it. Yeah. The, the victors took the field. You mean the moral victors? 
the morality the morality victors of <laughs> of the of the world of the world oh, oh man boy. <laughs> oh was... boy oh my god oh. Uh, the football game was something else, too. No, that's a game I watched, and uh, if you followed me on Twitter, I was very active. Um, I, I did not. I was driving to East Lansing because I'm a psychopath, but I kind of <laughs> listened to some of it. But How was uh, how was Brandy on the radio? Was he just sad, depressed? Detected? I was actually listening to Satellite, so I didn't hear uh, that, but... Oh, man. I, I would have loved to hear Brandy basically <laughs> sit there and cry. Well, when I was listening, it was a lot closer of a game, so I don't think I would have heard much of anything mm-hmm. from him but yeah the when i got to hopcat because we we decided to eat and chill at hopcat and watch the kind of the middle of the third quarter second quarter end of second quarter kind of thing and when i tuned in oh my god it became a bloodbath so <laughs> that's when i was like whoa this game really flipped yeah uh you know ohio state made some adjustments at the half and michigan did not where'd you hear i mean that? they dropped 56 on michigan's mm-hmm. ha- don brown's defense again uh, so, um, the question is, you know, this is now a team that has dropped 100 and, uh, 113 points on Michigan in two years. Uh, what's the difference between, uh, you know, Ohio State and Michigan at this point? Is it coaching? Is it talent? Is it... Online classes? I didn't think you were actually going to answer me. I didn't know if you would take that as an insult. <laughs> Online classes, because apparently... The only difference between the two programs is that uh, Justin Fields is allowed to take online classes. <laughs> I have a fun fact for uh, for everybody here. Um, Tara, if I had to ask you, how many academic All-American football players do you think uh, Ohio State has had since Jim Harbaugh arrived in Ann Arbor? Mm, I'll say like eight. Eight to ten, something mm-hmm. in there. It's five. Five? So a little lower than you expected. All but right, okay, all right, all right. All right. Oh, that's since Harbaugh arrived. I wonder how much it is. Yeah, there's more. Yeah. I mean, it, I think the all-time is, is something higher. It's hard to tell because it's hard to right. track academic All-Americans because people generally don't care. But I do for this point. How many academic All-Americans has Michigan had since Jim Harbaugh arrived? Well, I'm guessing, since you're asking me, they don't have as many as Ohio State. So maybe like two, one. You're still high. Zero. They've had, they've had none. None. So, you know, uh, the beacon of greatness, and, and they go to class. Maybe, and they, they, maybe they should offer more online classes. Yeah, maybe they should, should take an online class so you can maybe, you know, both play football and, uh, you know, get your education. But then the other thing they say is, oh, Ohio State takes the game more seriously than we do. And, like, those excuses are just so funny to me. Like, the talent gap is clear. Mm-hmm. Like, can't they just look at it and say, yeah, Ohio State is a factory they're rolling, and they have better players than you do. <laughs> like, Michigan, Michigan has actually had more four or five star recruits though since Harbaugh's arrived. I believe the I believe the final tally was that they've had seventy three. Player development matters. Player development does matter. And uh, are they going to fire Don Brown? Because I mean, no. his deep. I don't think they should, but like. If they do, Don Brown, you're you're, wel- you're welcome in Ann Arbor, or you're welcome in East Lansing. Like, yeah, anytime. We'll, we'll welcome you with open arms. I would take him in a second. No, but but the the classic thing with Michigan is is like you said, player development. Mm-hmm. Where's remember when Jim Harbaugh was at Stanford? I do. And you remember when he had a little quarterback uh, by the name of Andrew Luck? Mm, retired Andrew Luck. Retired. I mean, retired now because he had some yeah. unfortunate health issues, but. You, he made and was able to develop one of the better quarterbacks in, in football 
um, was also responsible for the developments of, of, or the resurgence, I should say, of Alec and Alex Smith when he was with the 49ers, uh, was the reason that the Kaepernick legacy kind of came to be what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just... Where it's did, not the same guy, I feel where like. Where did that yeah. touch go? I don't know. I mean, he got really lucky. I feel like he kind of lucked into Andrew Luck a little bit. Because yeah. he hasn't had a, a real quarterback that he can hang his hat on at Michigan yet. I mean, Shea's been okay, pretty good. Okay. But as a transfer. Yeah. It's not his. He hasn't developed an NFL quarterback yet. Shea Patterson came in as a transfer Rudolph from Rudolph kind of had like a, didn't he play a little bit? He had like a quick stretch with the Lions, but. Also a transfer from yeah. Iowa, though. Like yeah. that. He still hasn't developed a guy. I think people keep waiting for like a Dylan McCaffrey to come around, but. Yeah, but he just recruits over them anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, he gets a guy in that people are excited about, but then he just recruits a transfer in over them. So, I, I mean, honestly, I get the brand name. I get Harbaugh and whatever. But, like, if you're a recruit, if you're a quarterback recruit, why would you want to go there? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would want to go to Oklahoma personally. But, you know, like, why would you want to go there when you know he's probably just going to recruit over you constantly? He's going to bring in a transfer. And competition is good. But, like, at the same time, you know, I wouldn't want to get recruited over constantly. Yeah. And his track record at Michigan's kind of proven that. Yeah. So, anyway, so that game happened. Uh, so that sets up our our Big Ten championship game. We have Ohio State versus Wisconsin. We get two a rem- teams who get- have been in the Big Ten championship a lot. We get a rematch. Yep. Um, um I don't, I don't see any way Wisconsin gets no, this close. No, no, not at all. Ohio um, State's gonna roll. Ohio State's gonna roll. Michigan managed to contain Chase Young and. uh Still got blown out by 30, however many, 34? 30 plus, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I just don't. I It's pretty ho-hum to me. I don't really expect anything Big Big win, big win coming from Ohio State. And then Minnesota rolled the boat. They kind of fell short last week. Well, they had a quarterback injury. Yeah. Like, Tanner Rourke isn't playing, I so. Didn't, I didn't watch the game. Unfortunately, uh, I was It's just away, too bad. But... They just kind of had the wrong thing happen at the wrong time. But that just that's football. Yeah. He's a good young quarterback, though. Yeah, could say the same thing about Alabama. Roll Tide. War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. Uh, Last thing, uh, just to get on the speculative uh, train. Sure. USC. Yeah. Um, You know, Clay Helton has been an embattled head coach there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's been a lot of rumors circulating who would be the next USC coach. Who would be the next head coach. uh, Irby. Irby. Uh, Irby, Irby. Um, Irby's available. USC uh, has decided to bring Clay Hilton back for another year. So they must know that Urban... Urban probably already shut him down then. Urban <laughs> shut him down. Because if Urban expressed any interest in that USC job, you know Clay Hilton would have been gone in a New York second, like a New York minute gone. Definitely. Bye. So, you know, Urban... If you're Urban, listening, you're available. If you're available, uh, I know a program that could use you. We know a program that could use you. Uh, you hit me up. You got my number. Yeah. Yeah. Except he only goes to places where he can just dominate right away. Yeah. So. Well. Mm. Anyways. Anyways, I think we are going to take a quick break. Yes. Um, on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about shooty hoops. Shooty hoops. Unfortunately. One night in a disappointing. One disappointing night. night in the Brez. Mm, one, it was a happy night though too. Yeah. 
there were good moments. There were there were good moments, but there were some unfortunate things that happened. But we will take our break and we will be right back. And we're back. Hello. Hey, we're back. All right. So we had a basketball game last night. We did. Things happened. Yeah, things happened at the Breslin Center. We'll get into the happy stuff a little bit later, but yes. we gotta we gotta get into the the yeah, not so great stuff. We first. have to unfortunately talk about the actual basketball game. Have you ever seen a Tom Izzo team get owned like that at home? Quite like that before? No, never at home. I I mean, when, seen... when the last time we played Duke, maybe at home, yeah, <laughs> that happened with the silver uniforms, yeah, that we uh... never saw again. And to do that in the script states really hurts me even more. Yeah, those those the good those luck are that those had are jerseys. now the good luck those had are now gone. Uh yeah, so if you didn't catch it, Michigan State lost to Duke eighty seven to seventy five. Uh the final score is a lot closer than this game actually was. It was bad. Yeah, it was like twenty plus at mm-hmm. one point. It was not good. Can't blame the officials. You can't blame Oh my god, but they were so bad. But they were calling shit on Duke. Okay, but have you ever seen a guy get stepped on and be called for a blocking foul? Yeah. mm, Foster mm, was mm. literally stepped on in the chest and was called for a blocking foul. I mean... He was falling down. I mean... And then the goaltending was brutal. Like, that was just an absolute miss. And I mean, Billis... when The thing I love about Jay Billis, I know he's a Duke guy, but... He calls out officiating when it's bad, and he was given letting those officials have it, which made me really happy. The officials, the whole, the whole crew was just bad. They were just not good, and I, I know that's not why we lost. No, but it certainly made this game even worse to watch than it already was. Mm-hmm. So, where do you want to start? Where do we go? Um. I got a few places to start. Where? Vernon Carey, maybe? Mm. Holy shit, that guy is a truck. He's good. He's a fucking Mack truck. But this this is different, because this time, instead of getting absolutely annihilated by one really good player, this time we got annihilated by by two two really good players. What a fun switch up. What a good time. Uh, Vernon Carey, good. You know who else is really good? Trey Jones. Trey Jones. and, Let me know. get and he was not happy about that Elite Eight game last year. No, he wasn't. We clearly. Uh, I mean, we we kind of contained him last year, but or, or last March, but not. He definitely had revenge on his mind in this one because he played he, a hell of a game. I mean, he was dropping dimes. He had twelve assists. I mean, a lot of those were easy passes to carry, but yeah. he still had twelve assists and twenty points. 20 that points, was a cash. Assists. Cassius Winston-like kind of Three steals, game. one block, and two boards. Just really solid, yeah. solid, solid Just game. a great game. And, and Carey, He also went two say. for five from three, which is, he's not a great shooter. No. Six for 13 field goals. So, I mean, he just had a really good game. Vernon Carey is just otherworldly. Jesus. He had 11 rebounds, 26 points. What were we? What would you have liked to see us try to do against him that we didn't do? Was there anything that you thought we could have done differently? Because personally, know. I, I would have liked to see Xavier start out on carry. That would have that would have maybe helped, but I don't know that Xavier's with the way that he's been playing this year would have been the answer either. I um, think he was our best shot at slowing carry down because mm. God bless Kithier, but he is physically limited. Too small. And then Bingham, 
also, also physically small. limited. But Bingham, I thought, gave Carrie a little bit of trouble with his length. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were a couple blocks that um, Bingham had, and he disrupted some of Carrie's shots. But on the other hand, uh, Carrie got whatever he wanted. So, because mm-hmm. he could just reach in his elbow a little bit on Bingham and shove him out of the way and go for t- an easy two. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked to see Xavier uh, be put on him to start out with. I mean, maybe Xavier picks up two early fouls quick again, and it wouldn't have mattered, but I think I would have liked to see that matchup more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I want to point out is this was not a Foster lawyer game. No. This was not a game to throw in Foster, especially in the first like three minutes of the game. I did not like that Izzo pulled Cassius like that. It was a, there were two free throws that he could have had like thirty seconds to pull Cassius aside and talk to him mm-hmm. about whatever he wanted without disrupting the entire flow of the game. Because then we just fell apart after that. Yeah, the the big concern that is again rearing its head now. There's two big things that you want to look at here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no depth of guard, Ooh. at all with until Langford's back, um, which I don't see it happening. I think Lankford's done for this year. We'll see. Um, and, and I'm sorry, I, I I see flashes of progress in him, and I, I really hate to be mean to a freshman or criticize directly. Uh, this was not a good night for Rocket Watts. No. This was not a good showing at all. Uh, he, Neither was for Aaron Henry. Aaron Henry, Henry just, was just not Aaron Henry there. just didn't participate. I mean... He played 22 minutes. He played 22 minutes, but he didn't... And he attempted two field goals. What did he do with those 22 minutes? Like, he, he wasn't an active participant on the floor. He was there. He, it's like I'm, he was out I in space. I have to say that I'm really tired of Izzo just putting Aaron Henry in the doghouse constantly. I know his system, and I know his plan, and he's hardest on the guys he thinks are going to be stars he Mm. sees that in aaron henry and but i think aaron henry's problem is that he he's not ready to step into that selfish role yet he's not ready to take over he's Mm. not aggressive enough and he doesn't look for himself enough and we needed aaron henry to take over he's got the ability he's got the size he's got the athleticism to take over a game and he just didn't and some of that is Izzo just sitting him for long stretches of time and yelling at him and freaking out. And sometimes I just kind of wish he would let Aaron play through it a bit more. But mm-hmm. I also understand Izzo's I have a lot teaching of... philosophy. Yeah, but it sucks because then, then you also have things... Sacrifice games. You Why? sacrifice... You really do. You sacrifice wins because you're And the problem is, is not, now you've sacrificed too many wins. Yeah. Uh, this isn't November anymore. No. Yeah, it's de- it's early December, but it's. And this team has no identity right now. No. They're and not like they're just not. Answer me a question. In the rhythm. Why was Bingham only in the game for twelve minutes? He had three fouls. Is probably the only thing I can think of. I don't know. I I think some of it is. He wants. He wanted Bingham in there to get some time, but. He worried about, you know, his defense, I think, probably with Carey. I, I think Izzo was... This game was probably driving Izzo nuts, watching Carey just go inside constantly and scoring at will. And to be fair, Bingham did do pretty well in some cases, but in other cases he was giving up easy buckets as well. But we've played... The, that's the thing that befuddles me about this team. 
We've played Seton Hall, who had two seven footers, and guys that were but sizable. But there's a big difference. There's a big difference between them between and between them and, and Carey. Vernon Carey. Vernon Carey is one of the best players, and and Carey has a better all around game than those big guys. Absolutely, too. but he can Garrett Carey can shoot the three, and he went fifty percent. He shot. He only shot two, but he made one three. And he's he's got good. really good post moves, and is, he's uh, also just very large. Is Vernon Carey better than Zion? No, Zion's better. Which is why, if Xavier Tillman can guard Zion, why couldn't he be put on Carey? That's what confused well, me. Well, it was Kenny that was on... on It was Kenny Goins that was on Zion last year, most of the game. It was. Not all the time. Not all the time, but still. I don't know. This team is this team is missing a true center. Defensively, um, though, we got eaten alive by the pick and roll. It yeah, was just pick, pick and, and roll. roll to death, and uh, we had no answers. Uh, we didn't really try a whole lot, uh, a whole lot of adjustments. I felt like we didn't try to double. We didn't really, you know, there was just we just kept playing man, mm-hmm. and that was just what we did. Cassius didn't. And another thing that was notable was this Duke team isn't a great Duke team. No. And they've struggled to shoot, but in this game, they shot almost 50% from three. Yeah. And that, I mean, they went seven of 15. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of guys who have been, haven't been shooting well that shot well for them. And they made timely shots. Whenever Michigan State would try to cut it to 12 or 10 points, Duke had a response. Whether it was going down to carry, carry would get an and one, or... It was banking in a fucking three-point shot. You know, they just always had an answer for every run Michigan State had. I I, I have a question, though, because now I I made excuses for it in the last two losses. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we ran into guys that shot hot. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is now three losses. Where, guys, if you look at the, if you look at the trend, yeah. teams are shooting well on us from the perimeter. Yep. What are we going to do about that? Like... I don't. Where's the answer there? Gotta get better. Yeah. Our young guys gotta grow up. Yeah. I think I'm trying to be positive, and we're gonna get into a stretch of basketball that's a little bit easier. We're gonna play Rutgers. I know Rutgers isn't an awful team, but they're not, you know, what we've been playing. And then we get to play Oakland, and you know, there's there's like some opportunities well, here where Michigan State can try to find themselves a little bit. We're a little lost. I think our confidence is a little shaken at the moment. Yeah, like I'll I'll be at the Rutgers game. Um, I'm gonna be there. I'll be glad to kind of see what what's going on there. Rutgers. That's a big that's a big opportunity for us to kind of just have a win, get some confidence. I think our confidence has been knocked down a little bit since the Virginia Tech loss, and mm-hmm. um, I think you know if we can get a good streak of basketball going, we'll we'll get a lot better. I think we just need a little bit more confidence. Get those young guys some more time. We definitely need to have a third guy behind Cassius and Xavier step up. Um, we all thought, you know, it'd be Aaron Henry, and maybe he won't be, you know. He hasn't he's, shown, he's shown it the so flash, far. He's shown the flashes, but he just He's hasn't. shown the ability, but he hasn't done it so far this year in a consistent way. No. We have yet to have a game where Cassius, Xavier, and Henry are all playing well at the same time. And if they can all three play well together at the same time, I think we can still beat anyone in the country. We can play with anybody. And that, I truly believe that. But so far, we haven't seen that. And we have to. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to switch gears here to something a little bit better, Draymond was honored at halftime. His jersey is retired. 
what did you what were you thinking about that were you happy it was worthy i mean absolutely you know he's just it's not a whole lot to say about it other than he he was one of the best he's the best winner best six man that tom has ever had um and then had a fantastic senior year i mean he he, he's just a guy that has won at every level i mean when he was in saginaw he won multiple state you know championships then he came to east lansing went to two final fours and was a really big catalyst and continues to be a leader on the golden state team although they're struggling at this moment you know they had quite a run obviously i mean yeah three three rings in five years is, is nothing to choke at and so, you know, he got retired, and, you know, we had Steve Kerr at the game. We had Clay Thompson, Zaza, I think, uh, what was the other one? D'Lo was there. D'Lo was there, yeah. Yeah, there was, I mean, Steph Curry couldn't come because he has um, rehab with his hand mm-hmm. and stuff. But, you know, we had a lot of a lot of people in the building. A lot of former players were there. And if you haven't gotten the chance on Twitter, there's a couple of videos that, former players, former Michigan State players made for Draymond and also some of Draymond's like, you know, coaches and other people made a video to just, you know, congratulate him. And I thought that was a really cool a cool thing to see. Definitely. Um Yeah. Definitely. So what we thought we would do, um, you put out the tweet, Tara, I and, did. and I thought it was it was a really great thing. Um, just kind of asking what everyone's favorite Draymond Green moment was. And to be honest, um, it was like a really slow thread at first. I was like, oh man, I don't know if anyone's going to like participate in it. Because it was like four or five minutes I got by and no one had said anything. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> but we did get some really great responses here. Um, I would just like to talk about our favorite moments first. And then I'll kind of get into some of the ones that we really enjoyed reading. But um, my favorite memory was um, Draymond out-rebounding the entire Michigan team himself. Yep, I was going to say that one too. Uh-huh. And, you know, he he talked about this on the documentary, the rivalry documentary, the Michigan-Michigan mm. State, but he had injured his knee the week prior against Illinois, just like a few days. And Michigan State and, Mi- and Michigan, the battle was coming up, and Michigan State had lost the previous matchup, and Draymond said, I'm not letting that happen again. Mm-hmm. And he dominated, and that was just kind of the Draymond that I just love to see, is a guy who's just petty to his last death, his last yeah. dying word. And, you know, because he, he was asked after the game, after this Michigan win, and they were like, so, you know, you had this knee injury, and, you know, what would it have taken for you to sit out this game? And he replied with death. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was quintessentially Draymond Green. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's absolutely mine too. He's a uh, so good, so good. Uh, we got a lot of responses. So we got um, uh, probably our most notable one is from Dalvon Rowe. Uh, he quote tweeted it and said, "My favorite Draymond Green moment was him getting his first triple double versus Penn State. Our sophomore year, he actually made a mistake and he, it was corrected in the comments. It was their junior year." But um, also his dedication and drive every day to be the best player that he could be. A true leader who always put winning first. Congrats on this honor, champ. And then the bicep flexing emoji. Hashtag Spartan Dogs. Love that. Yeah, Travis Mulhauser. I became a Spartan fan because of my parents. So this involves my dad. Uh, When my daughter was a baby, like six months old, he holds her picture and says very, very seriously that, quote, I've never seen a baby this versatile. 
She can do so many different things. She's the Draymond Green of babies. <laughs> My dad loved Draymond Green, and this was during Same. his senior season. Uh, it was the highest compliment that he could have given her. I love that. Mm-hmm. So cute. And then Mike Clock. Uh, final 25 seconds versus Maryland. Draymond Green hits mid-range jumper for a lead. Maryland counters with a bucket. Draymond brings the ball up. Left-hand dribble. His his pass whistles past ducking Delvon. Corey Lucius nails the buzzer, beating winner. On to the Sweet 16 and then the Final Four. And that was also the game where um, we know about Kalen Lucas injuring his Achilles. So. Yeah, definitely. One of the things that you gotta, you can't forget about Draymond Green too. Just, you know, he, he typically played, you know, the four when he was at MSU. Um, but but he could also bring up on the point. He could run the point. He, yeah. He can play. He could play, and he could also guard all five positions on the floor. But then when he got out of Michigan State, the question was always, what was his position going to be? No. And he really revolutionized the he game. He changed the NBA. Yeah. He did. Teams want it. Now every team wants their own Draymond Green. Teams want a Draymond Green. I'm guessing we've got some more of these here. We do. A lot of people mentioned just the Michigan game and what would keep him out of it would be death. There are also some nut-kicking jokes, obviously. Um, Hans Jurgen said, A friend scammed Draymond into an autograph at a Cleveland Cavaliers game by yelling out to him he was a Spartan during pregame warm-ups. He went to college in Pennsylvania. Draymond loyal to Spartans in enemy territory, even impersonators. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Mary Lou Moore says, watching, watching him log slowly off the court when they lost that tournament game in Phoenix. He was taking in all the final moments of being a Spartan. Uh, but of course, the other huge moment was for me was him DMing me and meeting me to get a picture. He apologized for not being available earlier. That is just so classic. And she posted a picture with Draymond. There's a lot of pictures with Draymond here. Yeah. I mean, he's he's always given so much to this university. I mm-hmm. think we can point to his massive donation he gave and mm-hmm. the Strength and Conditioning Center being named after him now. And, you know, he's just an example of, you know, he remembers where he came from, I think. Even though he's had all the success, he's had the three championship rings, Draymond never forgets where he came from. He never forgets Saginaw. He never forgets Michigan State for, you know, being there for him. All right. And we're just going to finish off with Solja. And he said, weird answer to this, but one of my favorite moments actually came his senior year of high school when Saginaw played East Lansing High. I was a junior there at the time at Breslin. He dropped 30 and 18 and went on to say, it's always been state championship first. I'm not going to trade it. This was special. It's always special when you win, but it's more special doing it on my future home court. And then Solja finishes by saying, in green and white, it may have been his senior year on the aircraft carrier when he came out in Delvon Rowe's number to pay respect. Yeah, we can't forget that where in that game he came out with the number 10 on, and that was just really special. So we just kind of wanted to finish by giving our favorite Draymond moments. Um, The thread is still up on Twitter if you want to check them out. There's a lot more great responses that we didn't mention. And, uh, you know, it's always good to... Pay homage to such a legend in green and white. So, anything else from you? Yeah, no, that's that really kind of puts a nice little bow on everything that Draymond did for, uh, for the university, uh, mm-hmm. for the fans, and, and it was a really good to see him get that honor last night. Absolutely. Um, 
that's really kind of all we've got this week, you know? Yeah, we it's kind of a kind short of a, content kind of a, week. Kind of a light week. We kind of need to, and it's going to get lighter as we go on. There's going to be... It's going to be mostly just basketball soon. Yeah, it's, it's going to be mostly just basketball. We've got, obviously we'll know what bowl game we're going to next week. We'll be able to discuss that, kind of break it down. Um, Want to give a little bit of a shout out to the hockey boys. Um, they dropped a tough series. Dropped a tough series. We're swept by Ohio State. Yeah. It was 11th in the country. Uh, Saturday they lost three to one. Uh, Sunday they were shut out two zero. But hey, they can have a bounce um, back against Wisconsin coming up. So. But if you're looking for something to do this weekend, uh, if you're looking to have what I would call the ultimate Spartan athletics weekend, okay, on Friday and Saturday, um, you can attend two hockey games against the Wisconsin Badgers, and they're probably gonna win those games. So definitely give a check out for that. And then you know if you're still around on check Sunday, yeah. Got the Rutgers game. Got the basketball game. Yeah, check it out. I mean, I'll be there. So. I'll be in East Lansing. You'll be in East Lansing. I won't be at the game. Prior obligations, of yes. course. Yes, so. of course. All right, yeah. So that's uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Yeah, that's going to sum it up. Uh, um, you know, I hope everyone had a good week. You know, it is what it is. It is. It really is what it is. But I, I think we're due for a bounce back soon. Mm-hmm. And I'm not giving up on this team yet. I'm not hitting the panic button. We're going to, you know, we're going to stay the course. We're going to be all right. We're going to kind of just wait and see where everything goes here. Um, if you want to check us out, um, we are on Twitter. Um, okay. I am at Zero Dark Jason. Tara, you are at? Tara Stafford. Uh, we have content that will be going up all throughout the week. Um, if you and, call what I do content. Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's some of it might be low effort shit posting, but it's still content. I suppose. Uh, you so know. someone actually messaged me. So like, thank you so much for all the content you or the quality content you do. I was like, if you call that content, he said, the eyes in the beholder. <laughs> it's the eye of the beholder. I was like, fair enough. I can't argue with that. That's true. And uh, hey, Dan Dockage, if you're listening oh, to this. Oh, fuck Dan Dockage. Yeah, basically that. You know, if you're listening to this, also Bill Simonson, if you want to come in and take a shot too, hey. uh, uh, Screw them both. Screw them both. They're trash. Uh, eh, (laughs) Anyway. All right. right, Let's let's get out of here before I run down every other media personality in the state of Michigan. Uh, Guys, check us out on Twitter. Thank you so much. Have a great night, guys. See ya. See ya.